In this bulletin, Sydney Water commits to safeguarding ancient Aboriginal rock cavings. Traditional owners in Darwin continue to fight to protect Lee Point. And Australia and the European Union failed to reach a free trade agreement. A new report from the Institute of Health and Welfare has found First Nations people die around 9 to 10 years earlier than the general population. It suggests the life expectancy of Indigenous men is over 71 years and over 75 years for women. But over the past 50 years, the life expectancy for the general population has increased to over 81 years for males and over 85 years for females. Institute spokesman Richard Jukes explains. The overall story is, uh, is a great one. We're doing well, but this isn't evenly shared across um, all groups of Australians. There are differences in life expectancy uh, for First Nations Australians, for people living in rural and remote areas have lower average life expectancy, um, and it's uh, related to socioeconomic status and a whole lot of other factors. Sydney Water has committed to safeguarding ancient Aboriginal rock carvings when it carries out upgrades at its Bondi Resource Recovery Plant. The carvings are about 2,000 years old and thought to be the first known depiction of a shark attack. Sydney Water has announced a multi-million dollar upgrade to its treatment nearby facility and some of the work will run directly below the carvings. Ewan Mann and environmental scientist Felix Salmon says he's excited to be able to help protect First Nations cultural assets. Even if we're just laying a pipe in a green field, we're still having an impact on the environment. So sometimes I do get a little bit of an internal conflict with the impact that we might be having, but I still would rather me do it as an Aboriginal person because I know that I'm going to do everything that I can to reduce that and look after the local mob's sacred sites. Traditional owners in Darwin say they will continue to fight to protect a parcel of land known as Lee Point on the city's fringes. The land is being cleared to make way for defence housing. But Federal Housing Minister Tanya Plibersek agreed on Friday to put a halt on the clearing until July 17 as she weighs up Lee Point's cultural and environmental significance. Traditional owners oppose the development because of the land's cultural significance and unique wildlife. Eleven protesters were arrested last week, including Larrakia woman and protest organiser Millie Ma May. Ms May says traditional owners are determined to stop the development. We're going to stay until the bulldozers stop or until there's nothing left. And we have been here, this movement has been happening for quite a few years now, but it's really picked up in the last week. Tanya Plibersek had originally um, said that she wouldn't develop at Lee Point and then she went back on her word. A parliamentary economics committee will today hear from two of Australia's biggest banks. NAB and ANZ bosses will face questions particularly surrounding interest rates and scams. They will be followed by executives of Westpac and the Commonwealth Bank on Thursday. Committee Chair Daniel Molino said the two-day hearing was a timely opportunity to put the spotlight on the four banks, which control 80% of Australian market. Nationals leader David Littleproud said the Reserve Bank is simply responding to the government's failing economic management, but was highly critical of the response by the four banks. 
now with the banks and not passing on these uh, these deposit rates, it just goes to show they've lost their moral compass. I mean, they go out there and try and buy social licence by supporting the voice and all these types of things, but behind it all, these are greedy, mean organisations that are out there just trying to do everyone over. Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the government's budget surplus has proven there is no need to choose between responsible economic management and compassion. In a speech in Melbourne on Tuesday night, Treasurer Jim Chalmers hinted at the potential of further cost of living relief. The budget surplus for 22-23 is about $20 billion, well above the $4.2 billion forecast just about two months ago. Evan Lucas from Invest Market is less optimistic about further cost of living relief. He told Channel 9 he predicts only around $5 billion of that surplus will be given back to the population. Can some form of relief come about? They've got the capacity. There's no doubt about that. It could come through, particularly with ways they're doing in energy and using their energy relief. But at the same time, the question will come back on them. Doing that stimulates inflation. inflation so that's yeah. their issue that they're facing. Australia and the European Union have failed to agree on a planned free trade deal. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has said any deal would need to give Australian farmers goods, especially beef and sheep meat, and more access to the bloc. Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill echoed this sentiment to Channel 7. Trade deals are not trophies. It's only good for the country if it's good for the country. And Don Farrell is over there pushing to get every skerrick of benefit for Australians and to support the development of Australian jobs. We are only going to sign a free trade deal that gives us great benefits to the country and particularly to our Aussie farmers. And they are pushing and pushing on that at the moment. And we are going to continue to uh, negotiate this until we get that very last skerrick of benefit for Australian workers and for Australian farmers. And in tennis, Elena Svitolina has reached the Wimbledon women's semi-finals in a stunning defeat over world number one Ingus Vitek. The Ukrainian entered the tournament as a wild card, only giving birth to her daughter nine months ago. This didn't stop Svitolina from winning in under three hours in Tuesday's quarterfinal. I'm happy that I can bring little happiness to their life. Uh, there was many videos also on the internet where the kids... Uh, are watching on their phones uh, and, uh, you know, this really uh, makes my heart melt uh, seeing this and, you know, just happy I could bring little happiness to, to people of Ukraine. And now for a look at today's weather. Perth showers 21, Adelaide sunny 17, Melbourne partly cloudy 17, Aubrey-Wodonga mostly cloudy 14, Hobart partly cloudy 17, Canberra partly cloudy 14, Wollongong mostly sunny 20, Sydney mostly sunny 19, Newcastle similar conditions 20, Brisbane partly cloudy 22, Townsville partly cloudy 26, Cairns a shower or two 28, Alice Springs sunny Sunny 19, Darwin sunny 33, and the Torres Strait Islands partly cloudy 28. And that is NITV Radio News.